Well, did you see EastEnders? Pat vs Peggy? Who killed Lucy? It was all kicking off with the classic episodes, wasn't it, Connor? Oh, wasn't it, Emma? Honestly, I feel like I need to get me coffee and get ready for that catch-up. So, come join us. Everyone, grab a coffee and join E20 in their coffee catch-up. But first, here's the jingle. Dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother! Yes, I am! Get out of my pub! You need a slapping den! You bitch! You cow! Look at your coat. Hello, princess. Frank! Stace! Please in the fridge! Sausage surprise! Hope, Hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks! Good night! So, we'll start with Pat and Peggy. And just to let you know, I do have a parcel coming, so if I have to run down because I hear the door, then just entertain the crowds. <laughs> <laughs> I shall. I'll get me juggling balls out and I'll start juggling. Uh, I can do a bit of singing. I killed mum like I killed Lucy. Everyone now. <laughs> and by crowds, I just mean my cat. <laughs> <laughs> well. 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 <laughs> I have to say, Pat and Peggy's episode, absolutely everything, wasn't it? Well, it starts with Pat nearly getting run over so I mean like, oh. <laughs> what a way to kick off you know you're in for a good episode when you see Roy in like his transition lenses that are absolute jam jars about to about to just plow down his wife honestly I looked at those glasses and I was like are those sunglasses because it's pitch black they've oh, got like yeah. a weird tint to the glasses <laughs> I was like are those transition lenses god Roy was ahead of his time wasn't he sorry I thought that was impossible <laughs> <laughs> so right this coffee catch-up's gonna revolve around deliveries because <laughs> i also might have <laughs> whose door will go first nobody yeah, that, knows that could be the game whose door's gonna come first <laughs> <laughs> someone's knocking at your door someone's Some, ringing the bell. the bell do me a I favor love- open the door Get your parcel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> it's not eight twenty. If we don't have a bit of a sing song, is it? It's not. So, you know, we have to have a little. Back to the episode. I have to say, Roy's delivery of that scene was everything. And Pat's, her face frozen in fear. <gasps> Earrings dangling, fear frozen face. <gasps> Roy, and then the car's just driving straight towards her. I love it because Peggy's like, come on, Pat. And then just legs it. She leaves her. <laughs> come on, Pat. I'm, I'm doing a runner. So, um, I mean, if you want to stand there, you do. But uh, she gives her like five seconds. Before I'm not going to help. <laughs> I'm not going to help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Frank ends up jumping in front of her, doesn't he? And like pushing her out the way or pulling her out the way. Um, meanwhile, Peggy almost gets run over instead. <laughs> you couldn't make it up, could you? Roy tries to hit Pat and instead almost kills Peggy. Like, I feel like maybe the truth is, is that Roy just wanted to kill Peggy. He's hitting that roll along. He <laughs> always loved her. Him and Pat had made a plan earlier. So, right, if you pretend to run me over and then... <laughs> 
right? What I'll do is I'll scream and she'll start to run. So when she starts to run, if you just turn the car and then you can take her, her out. And then we'll just be like, it was an accident. You were meant to me. <laughs> she ran into the road. <laughs> <laughs> and then me, you and Frank can live happily ever after. <laughs> out Peggy <laughs> that's what it's all about really Roy was in love with Frank <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then what did you think though after Roy's done his you know moonlight drive into the night and Peggy's like accusing Pat of, of having an affair with Frank I, I says well, he knows. Well, yeah, but that's no reason to run someone over, is it? Like... But yeah, I did love Peggy's mentality because it was almost like, well, you deserved it, you old tart. Like, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? it was well, like, you know. Well, you slept with my husband and you're having an affair with him. I'm not okay with it. So, yeah, I'm happy he tried to run you over. Yeah. It was like that. And then Pat was like, nothing happened. I just, like, I love it because Peggy's like, something did happen. I know it happened. I'm going to find out how it happened, who it happened with. Like, I love it. She's like Detective Bernie, you know, where there's literally no no clues in Red War that landslide of anything other than natural causes. And she's like, nah, my daughter's behind this. I know she's killed Lance. <laughs> that, <laughs> I just love it. And then Frank's weird in that scene, don't you think? Mm. Like, you, for, you forget how weird he was. But, like, he tells Peggy off like she's a little girl he's like do as you're told take pat in and get her drunk and it's like okay and she does i was like that's weird isn't it that's a weird frank scene was like, like domestic i was like what is that go and get someone get my ex-wife a drink and cheer her up while i go and find her new husband and try and help the situation yeah of course really just wanted to go and have a, a, a moment with Roy really <laughs> it's their love story isn't it we know the truth we know the truth who even hashtags Balam anymore it's nothing but Fry now yep hashtag Fry. <laughs> hashtag Fry. could you imagine <laughs> oh hashtag rank oh <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag rank it is. Oh my god, yes. Hashtag rank. Oh, I love that. <laughs> We're totally shipping these guys. <laughs> we are now. That's it. They're a ship now. They're like hashtag Pema and Jonna. Like it, it, it's it's all of those. It's definitely hashtag now. Before we get into the the nitty gritty, Emma. Mm-hmm. Did you observe? Because I know you're you've, you're one like me. You like to observe the surroundings as well as the characters. Did you see what I saw? Did you see what I see? (laughs) Do you see what I see? The wallpaper. (laughs) My first note, genuinely, was I have to ask Connor if he saw the wallpaper that matched the curtains. Yes! It was literally the same. And did he see the cor- the, the corridor wallpaper, the pink flowery number? It looks just like the wallpaper from Redwater. Yes, I'm not even it does, it it's does. identical. The wallpaper and the curtains I couldn't get over. E, no. When she drew those curtains and they were literally the same as the, <laughs> the wallpaper, I was like, that's weird. Do people so, really do that? What happens is when they looked by the house, the estate agent 
they went, oh, God, there's no windows in here. And he went, hang on, look at this. <laughs> and he opened the walls and there was a window. That's like a surprise. <laughs> look. Whoosh. There's actually just a gap and hole behind there. It's not a window at all. You just put curtains over it to disguise that fact. <laughs> Pat sat there every night and well, God, it's a bit breezy. And look, there's a fox. <laughs> Who let him in here? <laughs> <laughs> M bar, is that you? <laughs> he's, he's galloped all the way, all the way to Walford. Adine <laughs> left him, and now he just has nowhere to go. <laughs> just heartbroken, am I? He's just heartbroken. <laughs> 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 Can I just say as well? Another off-topic from the actual subject matter of the episode, but you know me, and Emma. We love a good chat about the random stuff in the episode. That's that's the best part of everything. It's always interesting. <laughs> Pat's outfit. Did it give you like the vibes of a multicolored bowling alley person? You know the people at work in a bowling alley. They have the weird striped. The stripes. Yes. <laughs> It looked like she was just wearing like a really technicolor version of that, didn't it? Like she was at an 80s bowling alley or something. <laughs> Maybe that was her next venture in life. She was like, I need an 80s themed bowling alley. And I'm going <laughs> to test this outfit out and see if anyone says, oh, I like that part. <laughs> oh, you should go into bowling. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you, you know what you should do? Disco meets bowling. Oh, everything. Perfect. Hey, that would be quite good, wouldn't it? Disco bowling. Wouldn't it? You have disco balls as as you're bowling. Oh, oh my God, great idea. <laughs> yeah, so she could have loads of themed nights, all disco-y themed. Yeah. And I think that would work really well. Great music, different eras. 60s disco bowling night, 80s bowling night where you're bowled with, what's 80s related? Um, Madonna's head. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was trying to think of like other things. Um, I was going to see the Goonies. I don't know. I don't know how As you're bowling, he goes, "Hey, you guys!" <laughs> you just throw, just throw a DVD. <laughs> you bowl with a DVD. <laughs> I literally can't think of anything round from the eighties. Um. I don't know, but you could dance. You can dance. You can, <laughs> you can dance. The, you could just dance into the, uh, dance. the ball <laughs> You could ball to you spin me right round, baby. Just throw your burns down it. Like, he always said he wanted to be a stuffed exhibit. So, you know, you making can his dream come true. Throw his insults. That's what you oh, could do. that's true. Yeah. That's true. You're insincere <laughs> to the point of nausea. Oh, I got them all down, Emma. <laughs> all the bowling balls have one of his insults on. Yeah. <laughs> Patricia Butcher's bowling alley. So, where you've got disco ball, you can have yeah. disco bowl or disco Ooh. bowling. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I could so say that. I think she's missed her calling. Well, let's just say she was taken too soon. She was. Not going to even go any further than that. We're just going to say absolute outrage. <laughs> we don't forgive and we don't forget. No, we don't, Emma. Took our Patricia Evans slash Butcher from us too soon. So, 
back to the episode at hand. What did you think of Peggy and Pat's conversations? My personal highlight? Well, it's cheaper than divorce. I love that Peggy, like, constantly keeps going back to Roy trying to kill Pat and totally (laughs) justifying it. Well, it's cheaper than divorce. At least he won't have to fork out. And think of it for you, Pat. You've already been through one breakup. At least this way you don't have to go through the heartbreak. Like... (laughs) I love that. I love them too. Like, it's their arguments are just the best. <laughs> but they're like, oh, we're pretending to be friends, but we really yeah. don't like each other. And then as they grow older, they end up really liking, liking each, each other, other, but still having that banter there or that, like, no, Frank loved me more. No, no. It is. It's Frank, Frank loved me more. Frank is what causes them to be both enemies of each other but yeah. also friends it's really strange because like even here like pat's almost just been killed and peggy's like first words is you must have felt at home laying on your back looking up at my frank like <laughs> i love it like the way that they keep fight over him i was obsessed it's a real catch frank <laughs> i was obsessed with pat when she was saying that um that our next husband she was gonna make sure they didn't run her over <laughs> That is so like a tagline for our uh, RE20. I feel like we have to have that now. You know how it was? Hot men will do. Hot such... men will do. Hot men will do. Hot men will do. That was our catchphrase. <laughs> I feel like now we have to change it too. I'm only loving blokes who don't try to run me over. I personally think that should be our new catchphrase. I mean, that's I'm a... with that. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, it makes sense for them not to run you over. Can you imagine speed dating with Pat? She goes up and goes, so what do you do for a job? Well, uh, well, what else do you what else do you think about running people over? Do you run people over? Like before they can even answer any other questions, she's like, "Do you, do you want to run me over?" It's a bit of an awkward term for Pat to go speed dating. She might get a bit of a flashback from him speeding towards her to try and <laughs> <Yeah>. run her over. <laughs> Maybe that's what Roy was doing it for. He was just actually trying to speed date her. Maybe they he didn't know. Yeah, he thought he had to get in the car to speed date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pat, Pat, I'm speeding. I love it because then Pat continues to do what she does, which is deny that she has any feelings for Frank when really we all know she's deeply in love with Frank and always has been. (laughs) And that she just keeps going round and round in this circle with Peggy trying to say, no, no, you be with Frank, but really I love him. So you keep him here so I can stare at him. Like that's clearly what's happening. But she basically says, we didn't sleep together. And Peggy's like, oh, whatever. Like, come on. I wasn't born yesterday. Like, come on. And she's like, no, no, honestly, all we did was talk. Peggy, I love this more from her because she basically just calls Frank thick. She goes, "Don't tell me you were thinking you wanted him for his mind." <laughs> That's nice, Peggy, for someone you can you you confess to love. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's just he's just got a good body. And that's it. That's it. no mind at all. Sawdust for brains, but he's all right in bed. <laughs> I love though whenever Pat's starting to get really annoyed, she starts using the whole talking bit is like oh well at least he feels like he can come to me and stuff like that she's using it in that way that it makes Peggy uh, feel like Frank doesn't love her but she's using it so subtly and she just keeps doing that she does this face when she says it where she kind of looks like hmm I, know. <laughs> and I love it I love it because she knows what she says which is mates she knows that drives Peggy up the wall with craze <laughs> like she's literally ripping herself apart inside she's like i'm gonna kill her i'm gonna kill her um i love how peggy found out 
I say that in quotation marks because obviously we know that they didn't actually sleep together yet. Yeah. Like, the affair hasn't yet begun. Not yet. <laughs> like it's a, few, a little bit ahead. <laughs> um, she predicted the future. She has. She can I gaze just... into the future. Future. <laughs> that's so peggy. It's the future she can see. That's so peggy. It's so mysterious to past. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because then um, she basically throws Barry under the bus, doesn't she? Oh, yeah, she, she does. She confesses that Barry's the one who told her. <laughs> He's such a little gossip, isn't he? He went and told everyone that Pat's been like having an affair without any evidence. Like, she just saw her coming out of Frank's house. It's like, that's it. She's having an affair. Go over and tell everyone. <laughs> who I love need, Barry. Who needs facts, Barry? I mean, who needs facts? Yeah, who needs them? I love it. I love it. And then, like, Pat's just like, well, me and Frank, we just talked. In fact, they just talked about you, Peggy. How <laughs> we plan on marrying you. Just totally exposed the fact that Frank was going to marry Peggy. <laughs> totally ruined any surprise. Well done, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I guess we won't be surprised now. <laughs> that is it. Delicious. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> in both defending her honour and also destroying Peggy's dreams of a surprise wedding, Pat has succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> I just love them too. It's great. I just love the pettiness of both of them. I love it. I love that we go from that, right, where clearly they're having all these marital issues, they're having this, like, you know, trauma and difficulty with Roy and, like, he's ran off into the night and he's left Pat like all of this and Pat's like I've got to go have a bath <laughs> so she just goes upstairs and these Peggy she's like you do whatever you want Peggy Imagine she came back downstairs and Peggy's keep throwing a party <laughs> I mean how awkward is that so what's come to see you and you're like well can you just stay downstairs or just do whatever or, I mean <laughs> even leave I've had a tough night I've nearly been run over by my husband I'm gonna have to go off and have a bath <laughs> I love it because you can just imagine like lighting some candles, <laughs> putting in some bath salts, like you know, like pr- properly preparing. She's gonna have a whole time there. She's, she's gonna, gonna, gonna put enjoy on it. A, she's gonna put on a tape. Her and Frank. That's right. Her and Frank yeah. songs. All the songs her and Frank had. <laughs> <laughs> Turn Hopelessly it up. Yeah, to you. you. She starts putting like little notes and stuff into the water. <laughs> <laughs> turns it right up make sure Peggy can hear it so she can go yeah she said that was her song with Frank <laughs> I thought it was my song with Frank <laughs> can we just talk about the bathroom as well literally it's again another one of those like I've got to be a critique of the bathroom why is it that all older generation people like you know your grandparents all had the same bathrooms those weird off colour bathroom sets <laughs> Do you remember them? My granddad had blue. Like, remember when I lived in Birmingham? Um, yeah. And obviously, I, I lived in a house that used to be owned by an, an older gentleman um, who's our, fr- our family friend. And um, his bathroom, I'm not even joking this, brown. It was. Brown. Well, if you think, before we had all of ours done, when we moved in, mm. ours was green. Because it was an older, it was like an older person living here. What what is with that like off colour like colour set? It's so weird. My my granddad honestly for years had that blue 
awful blue bath and matching blue sink and matching blue toilet. <laughs> so strange. What was it about that, those times? Because it's like 60s or 70s, isn't it, that they all got built? Like, what is it about those times that that was the colour you went for? <laughs> well, mine's a really, really, really old house, but, like, they were here during then, so they put... Mm-hmm. They thought, whatever was already in here, they thought, oh, I know, let's make everything green. Lovely. Like, how does that go through your head? <laughs> I tell you what, it's not as bad as a carpeted bathroom, mate. <gasps> that is weird. That's weird. I was just thinking that. It's like you read my yeah. mind. I was just about to say, I watched Holmes Under the Hammer. I'm getting right into that. I'm getting old. I love Holmes Under the Hammer. <laughs> I love Holmes Under the Hammer. And they oh, had... Get <laughs> old, are we? Like, this is ridiculous. Get <laughs> <laughs> me lad now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should be going to clubs and stuff. And we're like, eat homes <laughs> under the hammer was good. <laughs> love a bit of bargain hunt in the afternoon. Oh, I love a bit of bargain <laughs> hunt. <laughs> <laughs> so on homes under the hammer, they had this house and they went in and it was a carpeted brown and green bathroom. Oh, oh my God, is that not Pete's? Is <laughs> that not my family friend? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so that was it was like brown brown sink brown toilet brown bath greenish off color carpet so weird well these were the yeah. it was the green bath green sink green ah, toilet brown carpet they done it the other way brown carpet. it was a brown carpet yeah oh that's done for a reason that that's so if anyone had an accent no one would know yeah mm, you get those vibes don't you my grandma's still got a carpeted bathroom does she yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? What is with older people in strange bathrooms? Strange. <laughs> strange bathroom choices, isn't it? Anyway, back to Pat. <laughs> back on track. Back to pack. Back to pack. <laughs> Just pack it up. <laughs> I'll go back, back to, to pack. pack. <laughs> Going on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because then she stares for about like 30 minutes as the bath's clearly overflowing. <laughs> it's just like her earring being missing. She's like, they were my favourites. I that, just love it. That would be me, to be fair. I know, I would lose me, me marbles if someone had took something that was like my favourite thing. I mean, look when Ross destroyed my favourite shirt. Now I forgave him for about three weeks. <laughs> he put it, honestly, who does this? Who puts a beautiful, really thin, really thin synthetic like shirt into a dryer <gasps> who did i still not forgiven him really i've still not forgiven. he completely ruined it and melted it <laughs> i brought it out right i was like what's wrong with it and i tried to like pick it up but it was just fused together <laughs> i was just like why has he put it in there <laughs> oh there's nothing worse than when you accidentally put something in with the whites and everything turns pink Oh, I had a beautiful, beautiful shirt, right, from Top Man. Ross throws it in. <laughs> Ross first, first week, right, that I moved in with him, he threw it in <laughs> with, like, loads of other things. And it, the shirt was, like, a kind of white, but, like, with burgundy, mm. like, lines across it and stuff. Um, all the burgundy ran straight out of it and into the white because he put it on such a high-temperature <gasps> wash. Yeah. And he didn't put any, like, colour catchers in or anything. <sighs> and I just picked it up and it was all just pink. i tell you what we learned during all this. Um, that Roy and Pat don't really have sex because he's got, like, oh. erectile dysfunction. 
I can't yeah, say that it. Was nice. I just totally butchered the word dysfunction there. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, that was nice to find out, wasn't it? Um, also, did you notice that Pat completely changed her outfit? Yes. And I feel she's, like, why not? She just came downstairs. And I was like, sorry, was that meant to have been her in the bath for hours? And now she's just come downstairs. Because I was like... <laughs> She's completely changed out of her outfit. She's now in a whole blue number. Well, <laughs> she nearly got run over in the other one. She needs to True. change. She's had she a bath. She's going to argue with Peggy and she's going to dress for the occasion. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, naturally, the next thing that she talks about is, like you say, Frank being great in bed and Roy being crap in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it because, like, she basically goes, now look at him. Skint. Impotent and tried to run me over. And trying to run me over. <laughs> but what Peggy zooms in on is none of those other things. It's impotent. That's Peggy. That's literally what she goes to. She doesn't go to the try to run me over or oh, no. skinned. Um, you need to go for the gossip. Of course. And Peggy's like, oh, I'm sorry that you're not getting any. <laughs> like, essentially, she's saying that. She's like, I'm so sorry, Pat. I didn't know. As if, like, I just love it. As if, like, it's some trauma. Not, I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> I am so sorry for your loss. He's got terminal impotence. I just love it. <laughs> it was like, it's like it's going to turn into one of those adverts, isn't it? Is it one of those where I'm going to have to give a pound to help Roy? <laughs> <laughs> give a pound to Roy and you could help Pat have a night with him. <laughs> I mean, really, we know why he's impotent. It's because he doesn't actually love Pat. He's actually in love with Frank. Yeah. Really, he has no problems in bed when he's with Frank. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag fry, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag rank. <laughs> I love it. I just love though, because, like, Pat's like, it's not all about sex, you know. And then, like, Peggy still wants to know more about the physical side. It's like, <laughs> She's just like, I know, but it's still a still a bit odd, isn't it? You mean never? <laughs> like, I just love it. She's like such a little gossip. <laughs> then Pat basically says it's her fault. It's all her fault, isn't it? These men, she just she destroys them. That's what she thinks. She destroys men. She calls herself a black widow with but then makes sure to say, Well, at least I don't eat my husband's. <laughs> that just drives them crazy. Uh, and I was like, that's that is that's not to be scoffed at. That's good. At least you don't eat someone. She that's sounds tricky. like um a character in a game and she would be like the, the man crusher or something. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> man eater. <laughs> She's a man Oh, go really classic and go, whoa, here, oh, here she, she comes. <laughs> Watch out, boy, she'll, she'll chew, chew you up. up. Oh, watch out, Roy, she'll chew you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here she comes. Watch out, Roy, she'll chew you up. Oh, here she comes. Watch out, she's a man-eater. But then the phone rings, isn't it? It brings an end to all of this little gossip. It does. The phone rings. But do you know what? And I hate this when this happens to me. Pat runs over, she picks the phone up, and she's like, hello? No one there. I oh, hate when that happens. It's the worst. But then Peggy had a proper grandma moment because she was like, quick, quick, dial 1471. 
<laughs> I love that because that is such a grandparent thing to do again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's what my grand... Stu, that's my granddad. Stu, dial, dial 1471. Find out who that was. <laughs> I don't know that number. Nah, don't I don't know, know that, that number. number. I love that. Don't know that. It's if like, you know, she's got to keep call from some shady corporation or something. Like some evil blackmailer as I called her. Give us the 100,000 now. <laughs> I do the whole... I don't know that number, so I put it into Google and check it. <laughs> yeah, I do as well, actually. I think that's probably more my anxiety, though, as well. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> but then, just as they're about to 1471 it, the police arrive. It's not good. Roy's mysteriously disappeared. He's had a car accident of some sort. There's blood in the car. And apparently, a couple hours have passed just Flipping heck, something's went wrong in time. It turns out that EastEnders has always had temporal issues. Because one minute, we're seeing Roy try to run her over. Pat goes for a, a short bath, which short seems to last bath. two seconds. Two seconds, just downstairs, fully changed. And then suddenly, hours have passed. <laughs> How long was Peggy stood outside the house for? If hours have passed... I know. She went outside when Pat went for a bath and was still there. Be a bit cold. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, I'm freezing, Pat. Can I well, come back be. in? Well, you for three hours. Although Pat did say, do whatever you want. So That's why true. did she so... choose to go and stand outside? She could have went and sat down. Exactly. Maybe Pat's like, you know how like your grandparents always have the heating on like full blast, even oh, when it's yeah. like summer? Uh-huh. Maybe that's what Pat's like. So Peggy's like a cold person and went in. She's like, oh, God, I'm burning up in here. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was all about. You're always going and you're always, oh, it's hot in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. it got colder to turn the heating on. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) My granddad does that as well. It's 20 degrees. It's uh, it's 20 degrees outside. (laughs) Yeah. On one of the hottest days of the year this year, my granddad had the heating on full belt. Yeah. I'm like, are you crazy? We'll melt. And they'll be wearing a jumper. This was prior to to lockdown, but that was a freaking lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) Just a disclaimer. Just a disclaimer. I'm not doing a Barnard's Castle or anything. (laughs) (laughs) So then Peggy offers a cup of tea. Pat prefers wine, so Pat's still drinking from the bottle. And then they go and have a chat, don't they? Oh, have a lovely little chat, reminiscing about the times they were. She was happy here with Franklin. <laughs> reminiscing about meeting Roy. Everything about him reminded her of Frank. I thought this was about Roy, pal. I thought you convinced Peggy that you don't fancy Frank. Hmm. <laughs> I love when they're laughing about the, them being schoolgirls and like fighting over that. boys. Well, men. I love that. They, what do they call it? Like, doesn't Pat say something like, what are we, like daft or desperate? <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, we're like a couple of schoolgirls. You have them. Nah, you have them. <laughs> Imagine if Pat just went, all right, <laughs> I'll have them. <laughs> and then... When in fact, Roy has Frank. Roy does have Frank, really. It's Roy who has him. They're both technically not around at the moment, so we both know. Yeah. Car mysteriously vanished. Mm. I think, I think maybe, maybe they ran off into the sunset together. Yeah, maybe this is a case of the unsolved mysteries. <laughs> 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 but then 
then I do love it because they go from being like best friends, talking about like how they're like little schoolgirls, to Peggy slagging off <laughs> Pat's big wedding. She's like, well, it's just a bit ostentatious, wasn't it? A bit over the top. I'm not saying it's bad or anything, just not for me. She's like, whatever, Peggy, that's a sly dig, that. But then she, they continue, don't they? She was like, well, actually, that was Frank's idea. He loved that wedding. He had a great time. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. It's building it. It's building, Emma. It's what we love. Don't we? We love that. We love the Pat and Peggy build up to the row. Yeah. And then the big explosive row. I love that the first thing out of Peggy's mouth after that is, well, it's funny you should talk about, you know, your sex life. Because I have a great sex life. Apparently Frank's keeping her very happy, guys. Apparently <laughs> Frank goes his way around the bedroom. Um, like he's well, very, how hard is it? How hard is it to find your way around the bedroom? You open the bedroom door. <laughs> and... just <laughs> out. <laughs> you put the light on. <laughs> Apparently, um, you know, Peggy's also good. Best Frank's ever had. And then oh. Pat's like, well, he would say that. <laughs> and then she'll say then she said something like well I never had any complaints from Frank when I was with him oh oh, oh, oh the night the gloves are coming off the nails are coming out <laughs> in the pink corner Peggy Mitchell in the blue corner Pat Butcher I love it ding ding I just love it because then then Peggy's like well, who could blame him? I mean, with your track record, it's like going getting driven to the shops by a race car driver. I'm like, basically just referencing the fact that Pat has been with so many people, she's like an expert at, at the bedroom activity. <laughs> I was like, oh! Basically just calling her, you know, a toto slag without calling her a toto slag. <laughs> I loved it. But Pat knows where to hit Peggy. Because no matter how good their sex life is, there's one thing that Peggy doesn't have with Frank that Pat does. And she tells her that. You'll never have what I had with Frank. Because what's she referring to, Emma? It's quite simple, isn't it? It's the big L word. They were in love. L-O-V-E, love. Yeah. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> <laughs> First comes love, then comes there comes a Barry in a golden carriage. <laughs> and then Pat busy goes, he wants me. I could have had him the other night. I loved it because it was like, I didn't want Frank. Nothing happened. Don't worry, Peggy. He loves you. But I could have had him, you know. I wanted. But we could have, you know. We could have. I was just being good. I didn't do anything, but I could have. Just like a... She's a psychic, but she can she can sense when sex is about to happen. <laughs> so instead of like the future, Peggy sees the future. Pat's, Pat's sex psychic. <laughs> if she was watching Red War, she would already know that Kieran and uh, you know his cousin were were having it on. She's like, I'm getting a vision. Yeah, yeah. Bathroom, bathroom stall. Yeah. But Peggy's having none of it, is she? None of it. She'll flaming well kill her. Kill her. And then she throws the table over <laughs> and loves it. It was like it was nothing. She's like, she hulks it. And then like charges at her. And she's like, you take that back. And then they're like 
attacking each other. It's like, you bitch! You cow! Who killed Lucy time? Well, I don't know. I mean, oh, I have no idea. No idea, I'm It's still a mystery to this day, really, isn't it? I'm yeah. still convinced there's something up with Billy because he had all those pictures in his little bed. That is an unsolved mystery and it still <laughs> annoys me to this day. That there's, right, there's three main ones that really get me and it's Billy in those photos and it never mm-hmm. being addressed again. Billy in the post. Why was he stealing the post? And my main one, which I've said plenty of times on here, is yeah. when will Shirley find out Kathy and Buster had an affair? I know. Then, I think they've just written Buster out now, so I don't think she'll ever will. <laughs> <laughs> They're my main three ones. I love it. I love that like two of them are Billy centric. I love that Billy's in the middle of like so many mysteries. <laughs> I might just change it from unsolved mysteries to the Billy mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it's about. Why did Billy hate that old man back in the 2000s? It's like this one, you know, I think when Billy comes in with this, this one old man who's like talking about his war stories and Billy hates him, like absolutely hates him. <laughs> But yes, what did you think of the episode, actually, Emma? Like, overall, before we get into the nitty-gritty, what did you think of Who Killed Lucy, the anniversary? Oh, my God. I remember when, obviously, it came out, and mm-hmm. every night you were excited, you were shocked, and you didn't know which bits were going to be live and which were already filmed, and then it would have E.E. live, and you'd be like, oh, it's live! <laughs> Even watching it back now, I still think it was good. I think that was an amazing week of episodes, and when... Coming back to it, it, I still got that feeling of, oh, I remember when this was out and when we first seen Kathy, for example, and we all went, <gasps> I love that. That was a good, that was a good shocker because I'd avoided the spoilers because I know that Same. a lot of spoilers had like, it already outed the fact that she might be returning, but I had avoided them up until that point. So when she appeared on screen, I was like, what the heck? I was like, is this a vision? Like, is she dead? Is this a ghost? Oh no, she's real. She took a taxi. Like it was, that was a big shock. I feel like that was like one of the best parts of the episode. Like the Lucy stuff, again, brilliantly handled, but like that to me was even like more shocking almost. Didn't expect her to be like the big twist that's just like, you know, around and kicking. I absolutely love the nod to the first ever episode as well, but with Stacey, Martin and Kush. Good Martin. Oh, Good Martin, back before he we went dark. Oh, those were the days. Mind you, he did break into the Slater's house. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that's something else. He like kicked the door down, didn't he, at the beginning of this episode to get in. <laughs> I love that our Stace got the iconic line. God, it stinks in here, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> What a line. I mean, that is EastEnders, isn't it? You say that line, people go, oh, EastEnders. It's like, get out of get out of me pub. You know, like that is yeah. like, get out of my pub. Like that is a quintessential EastEnders line. So it's like, oh, stinks in here. <laughs> Cush, Martin and Stacey were the actual EastEnders version of Charlie's Angels. Yes. Yeah. They were yeah. Uh, Nick's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> they walk in there, Ross doing their Charlie's Angels inspection, aren't they? Creeping around it's like Scooby Doo, isn't it? It's like, ooh, spooky. <laughs> Dot would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those <laughs> meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
And then they obviously come into the room. And what do they see? Nick Cotton, the icon, the villain that we all love to hate, dead. Stace was convinced he was dead already. I like that. I liked when she was like, was he dead already? It made us think of like us. You know, when we're like, when we're like, wait, how old is Dottie? Wasn't she like 12? Like, you know, like when we have those moments, we'll have to go back and check. It's like, why is that so us? <laughs> and then they're just like, let's just leave the body. I love that. It was such a like, you know, like they do that on every anniversary, it seems. Whenever there's a dead body, they just leave it. Sonia on the 35th, remember, Finds Leo's dead body. <gasps> Closes the door. <laughs> Goes to show Martin and just closes the door. <laughs> Martin involved again? Oh, He's always involved, isn't he? always involved. Say the Grim Reaper. <laughs> when Martin Fowler's around, you got to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but that's not the big story, is it, Emma? Not of this episode. The title says it all. It's Who Killed Lucy? Who killed her? Don't you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do and know. <laughs> we know something, don't we? We, we know. know. We know now. That who killed her? Yeah, well, yeah, we know now, <laughs> obviously. But in the episode, the characters now know that Lucy was killed in that house, don't they? Mm. So didn't Lauren leave a card with some stuff? Sort of, yeah, sort of messaging. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just tell someone instead of like, you know, leaving a weird card that could be taken anyway? <laughs> it was odd. Hi, Peter. Just wanted to let you know your sister was murdered in the house. Love you. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> right soon. <laughs> I love how he she didn't even text. It was a card. Yeah, I did love that. Mind you, everyone's leaving letters in the specials because in the last special with Pat and Peggy. Roy broke up with Pat over a letter. Wasn't True. back. No, nowadays they break up, break up with people over text. <laughs> back in them days, it was a letter. Back when me and Emma were running around with the lanterns. It was back then. We, we hey, used to have we... to chisel it out on a stone. Yeah, we had to get carrier pigeons. Yeah, remember that, That's Emma? me. <laughs> remember that? What had to have a game of Chinese whispers. You used to have to tell someone like 30 miles away and they would just pass it along. And by the end of it? It was always slightly wrong because the message yeah. got misinterpreted. Someone else is in this, isn't he, Emma? Someone else is in this scene. And I know it's a harrowing scene and everyone's really distraught, but I couldn't stop thinking, my God, that man, that man is fine. Oh, yes. We had Ben Hardy's Peter Beale. Oh, I just have to say this. I've missed him. I've missed him, dearly. <laughs> Seeing them back, I was like, "Oh, it's good to be. It's good for you to be back." Yeah, hot men will do. Hot men will do. Hot men will do. Hot men will do. It really is our tagline. (laughs) It really is. Literally, was on the screen, and they're talking about like you know who's killed like a sister. And actually, all I was thinking was like, "What Pierre? What was that?" (laughs) Literally, who wouldn't do anything to be with him? Like, come on, you would sell your your soul. You go out and commit terrible crimes to be with. (laughs) And Hardy, wouldn't you? <laughs> ben, if you're listening, he really wouldn't do that. He's not crazy. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not, you know, if you prefer me. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> but then, like, 
But then I was just watching as like Ian and Cindy like were basically accused by, by PR and Jane. Well, it was only Ian and Cindy who we had then. So I was like, what? <laughs> I love how suspicious Cindy was considering it wasn't her. I love it. She totally made herself out to be like, you know when you get like in airports and you know that you oh. haven't got anything bad like God, on you. Yep, I'm already sweating thinking about it. And you get really panicky before you like put your bags on or before you go through the the boopy machine thing. The machine. Like, oh, I don't like that. When you go through there, it beeps. You still frantically panic. And you have this weird I'm innocent walk that you do. Yeah. Like, don't mind me. I'm completely innocent. Yeah. <laughs> I say the dread that you have going through it. And the it's dread. Like, I, I, I have packed my shoes myself. <laughs> <laughs> the dread when you do beep and you're like, but I genuinely don't know anything on me. Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> you forgot to take your belt off. You've got, to take your You've belt got off. a penny in your pocket. Like, it is so funny. Like, you do just panic like that. I don't know why. But Cindy was doing the exact same thing. She was clearly not the person who murdered Lucy. She knows she didn't murder Lucy. And was like sweating buckets. She's like, my God, what if they find out that I didn't kill her? <laughs> can't believe this. What if they find out? <laughs> They're going to find out. After nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what will people say? <laughs> Either was a bit right. And um, Jane and Cindy were talking about Emma. And I was like, yeah. what? You. <laughs> I was, so, about you. <laughs> I was so confused that I remember Emma was Max's girlfriend who was on the case. And I was like, oh, yes, Emma. Yeah, which was strange because not only was she Max's girlfriend, she was also investigating the case that he was a suspect in. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Still odd. Still odd. They might as well have just got Jack involved, to be fair. I know. And then Peter basically just accuses Denise. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Everyone else is panicking. And Peter's like, well, what about Denise? Because Cindy's like, yeah, she was here. Denise was here. And I love it. Cindy just threw her under the bus. She's just like, yeah, Denise was here. Yeah. It's like us in our fan fiction where we kept throwing Haley under the bus. We were like, well, we never murdered anyone. Haley did. It's Haley. <laughs> Haley killed Johnny Allen. <laughs> you know what? I think the real person who killed Lucy was Haley. I think so too. She's too shifty here. <laughs> and think about it, she came in quite soon after. Yeah, true, true. Only a few years later. <laughs> yeah, she was just just getting down the numbers in the square so she could move in. That's all it was. <laughs> just making room for herself. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, there was this really weird bit when Mick went out. Yeah, I was heading out to go hunting. <laughs> It was very strange. Now, I don't know if this was meant to be part of it or if it was, it just seemed very weird to me. Okay. Mick walks into the cafe and Tanya and Max having a conversation. He just randomly goes, all right, Elle, and like gives Tanya a hug and Tanya turns around and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, it's it's not you. And walks out and I was just like, I don't understand why that was in. Yeah, and that was such an odd moment because I I literally wrote yeah when I was doing my notes. I was like, oh yeah, forgot about Mick almost kissing and sexually harassing Tanya. It was so weird. It's very strange, was it? Because he knows his wife's in the Vic. Yeah, because she's it's a party that they're all going to that <laughs> they're all they've organized and they're behind the bar. And he's, I'm pretty sure he said to Nancy, keep an eye on your mother. 
Yes, so it's so strange. So why was was that an accident? <laughs> I don't understand. Did, did he think he, she was in a different? I don't understand what. Was I wonder if this is what we call a slight mistake. <laughs> I wonder if someone forgot that Linda was very much already established as being in the Mick and Mick Newt was there and just accidentally put that scene in. Even if Linda was elsewhere, why would Linda and Max be having a deep conversation in the cafe with no one there at night? <laughs> I'm lost. Literally. I was like, what? That was odd. That's so odd. I've got no words for that. <laughs> yeah. And Max and Tanya are, you know, chilling, having a little bit of a reminisce, talking about Abby's veterinary career. Bright, Bright eyes. That's literally all I know about her looking after an animal, that it died and she sang it. That is one of the greatest scenes ever. It is, isn't it? I'll never forget it. But we go back to the, the whole Nick drama. Next, oh, God, I love the Nick drama. I it, forgot how funny it, it was. It just flashes back. I was like, God, it's like comedy cutouts or something. Everyone's running around the square and changing, <laughs> swapping in and out of scenes. Um, I loved it because, like, like, everyone was involved and, like, people were wanting to tell the police, but people weren't wanting to tell the police. And they were all, like, deciding to cover it up. Everyone now is in that household <laughs> trying to keep this thing a secret when it's not a secret at all because you all know. I totally forgot, actually. I did totally forget. Because you've said before how Stacey said that she thought Nick was dead. And I remember yeah. thinking, oh, haha, classic us. And I was like, wasn't till Les came in and I totally forgot Les helped cover up Nick's murder. Um, Nick's death. Oh, yeah, yeah that's it was, true. It was all a big thing. Nick was technically dead. Mm. Yeah, that's strange, isn't it? Legally, he, he would have been dead. He was pronounced dead. He had a funeral that's and everything, strange. yeah. Because Les helped cover it up. My favourite part about this um, whole thing, it's just all the little lines between the characters. Like Martin, just for one, for, for, for no reason, just... Slags off, Nick. Like he's really he's only been called for a few seconds, and Martin's like, "Well, he was always a bit weird, wasn't he?" <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> and then when obviously they all find out when Dot confesses that she she let him die, like they're all concerned and want to help. Uh, like you're saying, Team Dot arrives, which is <laughs> Ian, Martin, and Sharon. Team Dot, they're here to rescue, but Dot only likes uh Ian and Sharon. She'll only talk to them. Come on, just get, get left behind. Stacey and Cush have been just sent to the living room. They're not even part of that part. Nah, they're not even they're part of that They're straight in there. Get in there. Get in there, Stacey. That's for that Christmas that I had to sit through that hopeful DVD. Um, and then Dot basically tells them, doesn't she, that she hated Nick and wanted to punish him. I was a bit like, oh my God, this is... Like, it's one thing to just be, like, an angel of mercy and let someone, like, you know, ease someone on. But, like, you're literally, like, a serial killer right now, Dot. That's, like, psychopathic. <laughs> Imagine if, actually, that's what she did. She goes to Ireland and, like, she goes to Redwater and it's not <gasps> Dermot who's killing people, it's Dot. Oh, my God. She's just wearing a mask. <gasps> I hated Lance. Wanted him to pay. Maybe her and Dermot are, like, a tag team? <laughs> Like a, a pair of like murderous couples. Oh yeah, I God. love that. Like a murderous couple. I love that. Gives Ian a little uh, thought though, doesn't it? It is. That's when he starts to click. Someone in that household's killed Lucy. 
and while everything's kicking off, Kim's in labour in the Vic. Well, those toilets are blooming glamorous in the females for the Vic. Yeah, they are. The they compared to the men's. The men's look like a public toilet in a park. Like, it literally looks like a desecrated, like, public toilet <laughs> in the men's. The females' toilets have got wallpaper. <laughs> Flowery wallpaper number and everything, it's fab. Because in the men's, it's all newspapers. I know, it's literally disgusting. It literally looks vile. And, like, they've got one of those horrible off-colour green, like, urinals. Um, it looks it looks like the kind of place that would smell foul. That would smell like stale urine. And it, yeah. it's like they've definitely spent all the money on the females, which, I mean, <laughs> I approve of. I totally Yeah, it so is. I love when Kat came in drunk, put Sonia's face in the. I totally forgot why they. Oh, I love that scene. Why did they fall out? I can't remember. I thought it was a joke. Like, literally, I thought it was a joke the way they were rowing. And then all of a sudden, she literally does just stick her head into, like, <laughs> into a cake and starts laughing at her. <laughs> then Kim's in labour, so she has to run off and do. At first, she's like, I can't help. I'm not a midwife. But our son. <laughs> Our son can do anything, as we've learned in the future. So she steps up and she goes and delivers that baby. Well, I love that, Sonia. It's like, I'm off duty. So what about all the other times you're on? (laughs) Are you on? Like, you know, all the times she's just walking through the street without, like, a uniform on or anything. She just finds someone in need. (laughs) And she just helps. She's on duty. She's on duty then. (laughs) I thought she looked fabulous, by the way. Her outfit looks better than, like... It looked better than Jane's, and Jane's is obviously the bride. And I was like, wait, is Son getting married or is it Jane? <laughs> glamorous. 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 <laughs> well, someone else is in this pub, isn't there? Someone else. My arch nemesis, oh. to be precise. She's also rounded dots, yes. She is, yeah, because she gets involved in everyone's business, doesn't she? She's on it, catch, she's in Cat's face. Trying to have it out with her. I tell you what, Cat will wipe the floor with uh, with this with this witch. Yeah, we're about to have a, another one of Connor's Carol rants. So prepare yourselves, listener. <laughs> that woman, that woman who literally chose to throw out Bianca onto the streets because her adult partner was having a sexual relationship with her child. That woman decides she's the martyr in this whole situation. She's going to go and save Dot. She's going to save Dot and then she's going to come back and have it out with Kat. You know, this is the same woman who, by the way, left left Bianca and all of her children to sleep in a bus stop. Yeah, yeah. Isn't Carol the one who basically says, you're all going to keep quiet about the murder? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, she's no stranger to crime, is she? (laughs) It's not a stranger to crime. (laughs) Oh, Carol. Oh, she's honestly she she's horrendous. She's probably one of the worst mothers in East Ender's history, and that's saying something, because that includes like Cindy Beale, and she was like a murderess. Like, <laughs> at least she loved her kids. <laughs> you know, she might shot people, but at least she loved her kids. Carol doesn't even love her kids. <sighs> I'm off my soapbox now. So what were we saying again? <laughs> well. So if it's all kicking off. You've got Kim giving birth. I yeah. thought those scenes, especially because they were live, I loved them. I thought they were all great in there. And you could tell they were actually having a good laugh filming it. And yeah, I just, Denise's face, yeah. which is good. It's, it's coming, it's coming. 
<laughs> I just love Denise on the phone as well. She's just like, <laughs> get out what and do run. You mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you have to get out of that van and come run around the corner. Like, just get here now. I loved all that. And then you've got obviously who killed Lucy. Then you've got Nick's cover up. Phil's off to meet someone. And we know who it is now. Hello, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! It's fan fiction, Kathy. Yay! <laughs> She's Just back. returned, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> she's had her twenty-day tabs, and uh, she's she's back on the square. <laughs> my favourite part of the Kathy reveal is, I'll, well, firstly, I'll never forget how amazing it was the first time round, but the second time round because I've I've been I've been able to properly watch it without going. Yes. Oh my God! Oh my God! She goes. <laughs> I need to come home, Phil. And then, I've got to go, Phil. <laughs> Someone just hit, like, the fast-forward button. Like, actually, she had this whole monologue where her and Phil came to this decision that she would leave because it wasn't the right time. Someone just fast-forwarded it. It's like, okay, bye, Phil. Walter <laughs> <laughs> <Water> upset. <laughs> I loved it because when it first came on, I honestly thought that like it was going to be a ghost scenario and then I realised, well, ghosts don't take taxis. <laughs> <laughs> and that poor bloke just stood there for how, how like, the part that. up there for, where she just has this like conversation with Phil that lasts about five seconds. How did the taxi get up there? Is it like a, one of those blocks, like a multi-storey? Oh, yeah, that's true. Because it didn't look like a multi-story. Well, did you not find it weird that, like, at first, I thought Phil was just going to have, like, a midnight snack from one of those dodgy burger vans. You know, like, the ones <laughs> that, like, are outside of B&Q. You know, we've talked about them in the past. They're actually part of an alien invasion. Um, like, I actually thought, why is Phil even there? Like, it's the middle of nowhere. There's a random burger van. Who is he meeting that would... Why is Kathy chosen a burger <laughs> van to meet him? When he first was... Because it was quite... When he went there, I was thinking, well, he's got to be meeting someone. Yeah, like a shady person. But I thought it could be anyone because I didn't think it was going to definitely be a return. And sometimes just because he's meeting someone doesn't mean it is going to be a return. It might be quite underwhelming. And with all yeah. the other stuff going on, it was it was a good episode anyway. So when that was added, I was like, oh, my God. I just love that you managed to rationalise it wasn't a ghost because she got a taxi. That's a taxi. <laughs> It's important, Emma. You've got to be observant with these things. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to check. I had a car again. I was like, is that my parcel? <laughs> just someone parking outside my house. Oh, that's nice. Unless he has my parcel. Mate. Mate I, took it. Shall I no and don't ask? <laughs> Do you have me parcel? Do you have me parcel? It's two skirts. No. <laughs> no, not. He doesn't. Not him. He's just no. keeping them for himself. Yeah. <laughs> so after Kathy flies off back into God knows where the afterlife in a taxi <laughs> we find out ghosts do take taxis I mean she's looking good for being a dead chick like honestly you know she's been dead for a long time but she's come back looking unaged oh my god the woman she's, doesn't age she's literally <laughs> looks the same as she did in the 80s how is that medically possible <laughs> how is that medically possible what is she on is she eating like placenta or something <laughs> like is she like bathing the blood of virgins i don't know <laughs> something she's up to some witchcraft 
Swear. Swear. Maybe so- to get internal youth, you have to kick the walls of Kushtara. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what I mean. Lance looked good for his age, so maybe that's what it was. We have to say, anyone who hasn't already listened to the Redwater episodes, even if you haven't watched Redwater, go and give them a listen. We explain everything, so yeah. it's fine. You will enjoy just scaring or ramblings, because it is, like, ridiculous. And I honestly, I have to say, even though our ramblings sound crazy, almost everything that we talk about happens in the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so that says it all about what Redwater is. <laughs> just fabulous. But then, what's happening? It's really sad. Les is going to get in lots of trouble because he's already done this once. But that was different because there wasn't a body involved. He's being forced now by Carol to cover up a murder. I love how she's like, we'll sort this. And she goes over there and makes Les do it. I just love that. Carol's like, everyone come over there, Dots. Let's help her. Les, Les, are you all right to bury a body? <laughs> And it'll be you who goes down for it. But, like, are you all right to do that? I love how the thought, like, they thought, yes, we can all keep this a secret because technically Nick's already dead. Mm. Ah, yes, there's, there's that. There's the body. Ah, yes, there's that bit of detail. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Les! <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Carol's already got Les preparing, like, a vat of acid. Come on, Les! You know you love to do this. Les, we need you. You know where you uh, buried fake Nick? If you could just yeah. bury real Nick there, that'd be great. Thank oh, you. that'd be fab, wouldn't it? Thanks, oh, Les. Oh, thanks, hon. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Les. <laughs> we'll get him something after this. We'll have to get him something. Get him some flowers. Oh, maybe so maybe some can. wine. <laughs> yeah. Les, what chocolates do you like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, speaking of dead people, Martin goes to look upon his father's pension, finds it desiccated, destroyed, desecrated and befouled by one bottle. <laughs> Literally, that is all. Because Martin and Stacey have had enough of this whole dot-like drama because they're just like, well, we're just sitting around. He's like, want to go for a drink? <laughs> want to go for a ride? And uh, <laughs> what a call for a ride, Stace. <laughs> well, that's what Martin was hoping for. <laughs> that's what Martin was. <laughs> well, I just love it because they find Kat and he's like, goes absolutely ballistic because she's literally just sat there crying drunk and has a one bottle. One bottle. So they uh, they caught uh, Kat off. <laughs> I love that. thing, just crazy. <laughs> Come on, Kat. It's time to go. You never had a son at Redwater. It's all in your head. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain so much the whole of red water is just in her imagination they could yeah. totally play with that and i would be down for it because that makes yes. more that actually makes more sense than red water yeah because it would make more sense that cat would want to be part of another person's family oh that is exactly what she does i've just had i've just had an idea i've just had an idea you know how alfie has been having visions <gasps> red water was all in his head that makes sense that makes absolute that sense. Solves, that solves red water and it never being addressed. There and that's go. why red water ends when Alfie goes in for surgery. Oh, yes. The surgery's real. Uh-huh. They get rid of the tumour that was inoperable. They go. Uh, they get rid of that and the fish, red water's finished. See? It's all just in Alfie's head. Sorted it. Done. There you go. Solved it. There you Unsolved go, guys. mystery solved. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo. And that's our unsolved mystery for today, then. We've done it. Yeah. 
We've done it. I, I just love that Martin, after, you know, helping take Kat back to 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 a house, like basically putting her bed, Martin then decides this is a great time for a kiss. Oh, it is. After you've found a dead man, you've put Kat to bed. <laughs> what, what next? Sounds like a perfect night to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stace will be really turned on by that. <laughs> <laughs> Faking a person's death, burying a man. Like, yes, let's do this. Let's do it. Get the oil, Stace. Get the oil. <laughs> Bound chicken. Wow. love it. Oh, it's so sad. I love them two together and seeing them back then. I'm like, oh, this is just when it's starting. And then I know. look at it now. Do you know what it's like? You know, in Doctor Who, there was the character River song where she would always, she would meet the Doctor, but he would never know who she was because she would be meeting him in the the past and he would then only know her by the time that she, like, dies or whatever. I mean, that's just devastating and that is literally what this is like. We're just watching Martin and (laughs) Stacey for the first time, but we already know. We already know where this ends. (laughs) It ends with Mooby. No! Oh. Why? Honestly, I swear, if they have a movie baby. Oh, God, that's it. me I'm, done. No, that is I'm me done. I'm leaving the country. The minute quarantine's up, I'm leaving the country. We are leaving the country. country. So Ian's been putting everything together and he's realised it's someone in his house. Mick goes to see him and he goes, you figured it out, haven't you? But what, he, what Ian says before that is... <laughs> it's really disturbing. Really disturbing. Mick, have you ever killed someone? <laughs> Can you imagine just going up to someone who... It's not like your best friend, but like someone you know. And like, you just go up and go, yeah, you ever killed anyone? <laughs> Can you imagine their reaction? That is creepy. Think you have murdered someone. Uh, yeah, because then Mick's automatically like, whoa, Ian, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So you figured it out then? Creep and then like so, so you, like backing away. You've killed Lucy then, have you, Ian? Have you? <laughs> who killed her? Who 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 who? who, who? who? It was Ian. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Ian has nothing. 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 If he doesn't have Lucy. See. <laughs> Who killed Lucy the musical? We need it. We'll make yeah. it. Don't worry. <laughs> it's coming to a to a place near you. I'm to say where. Might be in the middle of the street. Might be in the road. Yeah, I'm getting inspiration here. I'm thinking Crosswalk the musical that James Corden does. We'll yeah. bring it out like that because we can still do that during coronavirus if we all socially distance. Yeah, and we could do it in the square, in the set. Oh yes, us. yeah. Come on, EastEnders, hire us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ian has figured it out. And he's about to call them, isn't he? Oh, yes. But before we get there... Meanwhile, Dot, she's off to prison. (laughs) She's brought the police in, she's showed them Nick, she's said what she's done, and she's caught it off a bit like, come dine with me, you expect her to hold up a number. Off she Mm -hmm. goes. Well, what's really weird is, you know, Shirley and um, that policewoman, the one who actually arrests Dot, that policewoman, um, Shirley and that policewoman were both in Bad Girls and they were actually arch rivals. Oh. Yeah. 
Then we have Ian going home and saying to Jane, we need to talk. And I remember that cutting out and we all going, it's Jane. And then the flashback episode's going to show how Jane done it. And then it wasn't, it was Bobby. I love it because I thought when you saw it, it was almost like, it's Jane. Yeah. But really. Had that one final twist. So it's time to spin that random randomizer again, guys. We're going to be looking back at 2008. But which episode are we going to be rounding up? Let's spin that randomizer. And yes, it is also the same wheel that we use for everything else because, (laughs) well, we have nothing else. (laughs) I'll play some music while it spins. And it's landed on Heather's Hindu. I love that episode, so I can't wait. That is a good episode. What's funny? Yeah, it's got a lot of fun stuff in it. A lot of strange stuff, but also a lot of fun stuff. And that's what we love from EastEnders. So the episode, it kicked off with... um, Roxy winning Barmaid of the Year. Roxy may have won, but Peggy is getting all the limelight. So we find out later Sean bribed the judges and that's the only reason Roxy won. Awkward. Yeah, I do love it because it she's obviously fuming with Sean, but then like storms over to Gus's place, because I'm not going to say it's Sean's place. Um, he's just squatting there and mm. has forced Gus out. I didn't um, like that. Stop being nasty to Gus. I hated that. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Gus, but he was awful. That Sean made me like Gus more because he was horrible to him. I was like, horrible piece of work. When he took Wellard, that was too far. That's too far. No one touches that dog. No, Me and I will come for you. We will come for you. Roxy decides to pay Sean a visit. Give him a piece of her mind. And then she ends up seeing with him. Oh. <laughs> Like, that's literally all I can say. I'm just like, oh, why? You're, like, supporting his horrible behaviour. <sighs> all that's going on. Heather's getting ready for a Hindu, which we'll get on to. And Lucy's missing. Well, yeah, she's been missing for a while. No a one's while. seen her. No one's seen her. No, not even Stephen. No, no. Nah. He not wouldn't even, have. Not even, even Stephen's. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even Stephen. And, you know... What's really peculiar, am I, is that right around the time she went missing, Stephen, like, returned to the square all mysteriously. You know, we hadn't seen him for a long time, and he just randomly turns up, starts living his best be life. It's all a bit peculiar, isn't it? And he had Ooh. already terrorised Ian, so, like, mm, couldn't have been him. Nah. nah. I wonder if it was him, Mama. Do you think? No. No, I think, I think that's too obvious. I think hmm. they're very obvious clues he's given off, so I don't know why they would suspect him at all. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Just Innocent. seems too obvious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who I think it might be? I think it might be Christian. Because <laughs> Christian... Creepy. He is very creepy at this point. I never so, liked him. I never liked Christian. Nah, nah, I wasn't a Christian. Um, I was my cup of tea. Certainly wasn't my cup of tea. I... I 
It's not even a cup of Horlicks to me. I wouldn't even, <laughs> I wouldn't drink that. There's no way. And I never saw why everyone was attracted to him. I just thought he had a rotten personality as a character. I did. I thought he was an awful person. Yeah. And he always came across sleazy. And like, yes, I understand that something's happened between him and Stephen. But the way he keeps goading him. Can we just talk about that? Can we just, I've never vomited and think about it. That scene where Stephen kisses him and then the next day later in this episode, Heather's Hendu episode, where he's like, hello, Stephen. Oh, he's in a hurry. Oh, you're like old enough to be his actual father, you creep. That's a bit I'm really creeped out. I'm like, Ugh, Christian, you're like really old. Blummin' hate it. It's vile. It's like, like he is way too old for, for Stephen. It's the way Christian doesn't take into account even his own age there. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm hilarious. And I'm like, no, you're creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. It's creepy. Stephen's like very confused, very young. And you are like sleezing onto him every day. You lech. It's like he's, um, he's making fun of him all the time. And it's like, yeah. if this is Weird, isn't it? if this was Stephen coming to terms with his sexuality, surely you shouldn't be goading him like that. Can we just talk about, before we go into this episode, can we just talk about the mystery that is Stephen's person- sexuality? <laughs> Personality. Personality. <laughs> One minute he was a lovely boy, the next he was a serial killer. Like... <laughs> no, it's sexuality. Because that is something that's really confused a lot of fans. I know older fans, at least, like us, or like, you know, even before us, were very confused because Stephen was always a little bit odd and sheepish and standoffish. Then he came back at this point and it was painstakingly obvious he was gay. Uh, refute the rebooted Stephen. I don't believe that's the real Stephen. It's just so weird, isn't it? They kind, he, like, of, yeah, they kind of got rid of it when he came back. And they had like little hints where him and Johnny would have little moments at the bar. But yes. then that's all they would do. And uh, other than that, they just paired him with all the, the Brannons, really. <laughs> we were denied our Johnny and Stephen kiss. That's what I think. Well, it's the main event. Heather's getting married. She's going to get her man, Emma. She's going to get her man. Her daughter's not proof. No, never to select Yolandi, no. I, I know, I'm saying, like, God. Well, why would they approve? She's not actually the woman she says she is. Mm. Mindy was meant to be marrying Hazel, Gary's mom. Weird. Anyway, yeah, very odd. On. I, I didn't like Hazel as a character, I have to be honest. Minty was meant to be getting married to Hazel. They were in this magazine, but Hazel and him weren't going to get married anymore, but they still wanted the money, so Heather was going to marry Minty. But Heather did really love Minty. Can I just say as oh, well? Oh, very muddled. He treat Heather like dirt, right? He thought that she was nowhere near good enough for him. No one's perfect. Sorry, just... Just, just, just reminded us that I was really angry with him at that point in time. Poor Heather. But luckily, our Patty, he saw through all that, and he had a word with Dot and Yolandi, and he said, "Look, Heather does really love Mindy. Yeah, she, does be... she might be commit fraud, but she loves him. <laughs> might be a crime, but <laughs> she does love him." <laughs> <laughs> but Doc... love changes changes everything even your name <laughs> <laughs> but dot dot's like mm, no nope so gary comes around he sees that um magazine with the photo in <laughs> and 
he's just, I, I don't know what's going on in his head. I mean, Minty was meant to be marrying his mom, is <laughs> now marrying Heather, so all for this. It's weird. And he sees the magazine and then they're like, oh, look at us in the magazine. Heather kisses Minty. Minty's like, ah. Heather's like, ah, I didn't mean it. I do love it because he treats Heather almost like she's got leprosy. He's like, oh, what are you doing kissing us? Don't you know there's a, you COVID out there? But moving on, Heather says that she, it's just a mistake. She's got carried away. But Shirley, well, she's going to make sure this is the best night of Heather's life. She's got Jane doing the catering for like 50 people. I don't even think Heather knows 50 people. I don't think there's even 50 people on the square. <laughs> <laughs> but but she's getting the catering done poor Jane's like you could have given us some notice oh I know it's like, like the, turned up. the afternoon and then it's going to be on the night time yeah <laughs> I would say god Jane will have calluses all over her hands after she'll have bandaged her hands up she's like oh, just got to roll out this 35th pie <laughs> get me quiches in <laughs> <laughs> she gets like industrial ovens just to keep her to them all. All meanwhile, she's trying to search for Lucy and he a bit different to what she was doing in the episode we just talked about. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy was missing in one episode, the other episode she's dead. <laughs> so Jane's also looking for Lucy. She's also working at the cafe. She's now catering for Heather's Hindu. It's really funny, isn't it? It's like Jane's come full circle, really, isn't it? Once she was looking for Lucy, then the next she was getting rid of Lucy. (laughs) 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 She's making sure no one could find her. (laughs) She was remembering that time that Lucy went missing and she was having a great time and just thought, I need those days back. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's get back to them days. (laughs) Maybe Stephen will pop over. (laughs) And he did. And he did. I blame Stephen. I think he killed Lucy. <laughs> that would have been probably the correct way to do it, actually. Probably. Yeah, that very, would be more likely. Yeah, it's very realistic considering their past. Yeah. Or Cindy, because she was she was absolutely terrified. <laughs> She's like sweat from her brow. <laughs> God, I hope they don't find out that I didn't kill her. <laughs> Cindy would probably watch Stephen do it and then go, oh my God, everyone thinks it's me. <laughs> it was me who did it. Ah, I killed her. <laughs> I love it. So Jane, after getting that, that like very late, late order, of like millions of food says okay i'll do it because you've i asked so nicely do you think jane thought in this moment that that was when she was going to be invited to the hindu yeah probably <laughs> i imagine that as a caterer you probably should get an invite to the hindu yeah. apparently not <laughs> it's also quite funny that shirley asked if anyone was coming they all kind of knew about it but like as we know <laughs> when they get there heather's like it's just us. I love that. When the doors open. I just like, where is everyone? It's just you and me, Shell. It's so cool. Like, so creepy, but also so funny and so cool. It's everything. It's like a wave of emotion. I just love it because everyone always just wants, like, their own personal private party, don't yes. they? So that's where it's cool. The second part where it's, like, creepy is that it's just you and me, Shell. Because that's like a serial killer thing. But then it's just hysterical because it just fits in with, with Heather. I love when Shirley was like, but I've catered for all these people, Heather. 
great in it. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna have the best day ever. I love that as well. That's I, a good I idea. I, I know I look like emaciated, like and you know starved, but actually I am a pig when it comes to food. So I would literally <laughs> polish, polish that banquet off. I would be like, "Yep, yeah, let's get diabetes today. Come on, <laughs> let's get it. Thirty quiches just for me." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be making my way through the cake. <laughs> I would say, making my way downtown, <laughs> <laughs> eating cake. Chomping on biscuits. Something now. <laughs> <laughs> In lockdown. <laughs> I just now forget whether we were joking about that in the fan fiction and a spider just kept on going down. <laughs> he was making his way downtown. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of my all-time favourite memories of us where you go, is he making his way downtown? <laughs> <laughs> But the party is a big hit, isn't it? They're having the best time of their life. And Shirley, being the protective friend that she is, she tries to to warn Heather not to get so invested and, you know, is trying to make sure that, you know, she knows the score, that she's not actually in love with Minty. Oh, but she is, Shirley. She's fallen for him. But Shirley also has... Little plan up a sleeve. You would think, ooh, does this involve the wedding? No, 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 no. She's only got the worst ever George Michael impersonator to come (laughs) and join the Hindu. (laughs) I think that is literally the best George Michael impersonator I've ever seen. (laughs) I mean, look, nothing like him. Didn't sing. Just did lip syncing. Um, he also, like, I love this idea that George Michael has always got a black leather jacket and, like, his hair in that style. I was like, I don't remember that. I remember last Christmas where he's got, like, a long, flowing blonde hair. Oh, that, I'm a uh, wham guy, you see, I'm a wham. Oh, that X Factor performance he done with Joe McEldry and he had the sunglasses on and the shaved head. I remember that. I remember him looking like that. I have to say, that Heather... I mean, I know the George Michael impersonate, that was really, really terrible. But how ungrateful was Heather? Because she says to Shirley, well, I know George inside out and that's just not him. Well, we'll get yeah. that, Heather. It's <laughs> pretty obvious. But like, wouldn't you just be grateful? Grateful that your friend went all this trouble. <laughs> you gotta have me. You mean you didn't get the real one, Shirl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was he even alive at that point? When did George Michael die? Um, I was just thinking that, actually. It wasn't 2008, because... Um, yeah, that's too was, early, isn't done it? The, it was the 2009, 2010 X Factor with Joe McEldry. I, I love that that's how you work out the time. I well, do. it was on X Factor with Joe McEldry <laughs> in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> All of Emma's calendars are all just dated by X Factor. <laughs> well, this is an X Factor appearance, and that says that he was alive at that point. I love that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so in 2000, it was 2009. I was correct. I, I love that. Have you got your little X Factor calendar out? <laughs> so he was still alive on the 2008 one. <laughs> right. 
I was going to say, because what was Heather expecting I mean, her to dig them up? I'm not being like, funny, but you're like laughing at that, and that is actually what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I, know how to tell time, you just tell it by, I, tell it by like TV episodes. I'm like, well, if that happened on that X Factor or that pop idol or whatever, that I can happened. It's a bit so, like when you're in if, school and you can work it out via school years as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. I still do that whole thing. They were they would have been when you work out someone's age, they would have been the year above me at school. I still do all that. <laughs> Am I still in school? She's like, well I'm in year yeah yeah twenty <laughs> I'm in year twenty seven now. <laughs> It's not even just like X Factor Pop Idol, it's like just general reality TV shows. So this, <laughs> this fans to well, Big Brother. In I'm Big a celeb. <laughs> and she dated such and such who, who knew such and such at that time. So that means they were alive. There you go, see? Perfect logic. That's like the science of Emma. I love that. It's like algebra, but Emma. Like, Emma, Emma bra. algebra. <laughs> Emma bra. Emma bra. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're saying, Emma, bruh. That is an insight into my brain. <laughs> I just love that. I love how this went from being um, an analysis <laughs> episode of EastEnders to analysing Emma's psychology and how she works at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week when we dissect Connor's neuroticisms. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say, I love this whole episode because it was like very, there was lots of weird stuff just happening everywhere. Like Gus wasn't living in his house. He just, <laughs> yeah. just basically, it's just like wandering the streets. <laughs> he doesn't want to go back to his house because he's been bullied. Um, that also reminded me of this woman who I once served in retail who who came in, right? And I'm, I'm not joking. I sincerely felt for her because she was like, have you got anything that can record um, devices? Like, do you have anything that can record, like be a recording device just because... Um, I need proof and I was like thinking it was serious you know domestic something like that and she was like yeah it's just because I'm getting bullied in my my house and I was like oh do you do you live with someone else and she was like no <laughs> I was a bit like okay okay normal red flags would have been going off for anyone else me now <laughs> I served her got her addicted for she became my best friend she came in every day to see us right do you know what she was recording on that dictaphone, on the recording device. <laughs> she was playing them to you, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was coming in and she was playing them to us. <laughs> yeah, that. Do you know what she was recording? Ghosts. I was hoping it was ghosts. <laughs> she was saying she was being bullied by ghosts. <laughs> but, like, she would, she would play the dictaphone, right? And you wouldn't hear a single thing. It would just be, like, the static. I should have knew she was a bit... She came in the second day after, just straight after I'd served the day later, right? She came in and she went, is it meant to have voices already on it? And I was like, oh, she's not her. She's not her. Oh, my God. But that, like, honestly, like, that did really happen. Like, it was so bizarre. <laughs> but that's what Gus reminded us of when he's, like, walking around the streets because he'd been bullied out of his house. It just made us think of her. He'd been bullied by the ghosts. Honestly, it was so weird when he like used to pretend that he ate Wellard and stuff and kept Wellard from Gus. So I didn't get that. Why didn't Gus just like phone the police? Because I that would be it. the sensible option. Yeah. I love it when like Sean's like, yes, well then you'll be caught for illegally subletting. And he'd be like, well, not really. If his defense is that you have come into his house yeah. <laughs> and kicked him out. 
his defence is that you're squatting here. I don't think that'll work, Sean. But then again, he never really understood law, did you? Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, he was off his his main job at that point was dealing drugs. Like, <laughs> you know, that was his main form of income. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard a car and I thought it was my parcel. It still hasn't <laughs> arrived, guys. You thought it was the ghosts. <laughs> nope, still not there. Still not there. Heather has finally come to a conclusion. She loves Mindy. And she's going to tell him. She's going to tell him. Because Shell's just not letting her back down at all. And she's like, you nah. will tell him. You will tell him. Minty's had a good stag do, hasn't he? Only yes. one dressed up. Had a great night. Because, you know, they're ha, hilarious when they're one dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's passed out when he's got home drunk. Then we cut to Hazel reading the magazine of Heather and Minty's wedding. Oh, is that my parcel? <laughs> That's not my parcel. <laughs> That's a burglar. This week's episode is sponsored by Heather's Hindus. Perhaps you want to commit fraud. Maybe you only have one friend. Well, I tell you what, we've got the perfect Hindu for you. That's Heather's Hindus. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.